Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, episode 253. Before we start, I'd like to thank Jody Mack for supporting the show through Patreon. Jody's a really cool and funny person who I interact with often on The Week in Doubt Facebook page. So thank you, Jody. It's greatly appreciated. And hopefully you don't mind me mentioning your name on the show. And speaking of the show, let's get on with it. That wasn't a terribly clever segue, but anyway. So I woke up yesterday... It's the 30th of August as I'm recording this, and I see all these news stories and YouTube videos about Joel Osteen. It seems that he's come under criticism for supposedly not opening up his church located in Houston to victims of Hurricane Harvey. Now, you guys know me, atheist, agnostic atheist, skeptic, non-believer, whatever you want to call me. So you can probably imagine what my opinion of someone who's gotten wealthy off of religion like Joel Osteen is. That being said, hopefully you also know how I believe in trying to be fair and letting the facts do the talking. So I'm going to try my best to approach this story objectively without letting my anti-televangelist bias cloud my judgment. I think I recently read that Osteen doesn't care for the term televangelist, but it seems apt enough to me. Fancy suit, big smile, comically coiffed hair, and making millions of dollars preaching about Jesus on TV inside a supersized church. But anyway, onward. So the controversy seems to have started a couple of days ago when a representative of Osteen's Lakewood Church apparently tweeted something about the church not being open due to flooding on the freeway or something to that effect. I'm having trouble locating the actual tweet. If I'm not mistaken, I thought I remember reading it had been deleted. I found a partial quote in a USA Today story. Lakewood Church is inaccessible due to severe flooding. And I'm back through the magic of editing. I found a still of the entire tweet online. So it's from Lakewood Church. And uh, I don't know what yesterday means, but yesterday at, uh, well, I know what the word yesterday means, but in this context, at 11.13 a.m., Dare Houstonian, is that what it is? Houstonians? Dare Houstonians, Lakewood Church is inaccessible due to severe flooding. We want to help make sure you are safe. Please see the list below for safe shelters around our city, and please share this with those in need. And it goes on to give a list of emergency numbers and shelter addresses. There was a major social media backlash with people rushing to criticize Osteen for supposedly not opening up his church to evacuees. And here's some of the tweets. Someone named Victoria Brownworth. Uh, I don't know who Victoria Brownworth is. Uh, perhaps she has a sizable following or she's some kind of public personality. It looks like this comment got a lot of tweets and uh, likes. Back again through the magic of editing. It looks like she's uh, some kind of journalist. But here's what she tweeted. Jesus would open his church to the suffering to give them shelter from the storm at Joel Osteen. Read Matthew 5 through 7 till it makes sense to you. And that's dated August 28th. And this one's also from the 28th. And this is from Rhonda Harbison, uh, whoever she is. Open your church as a shelter. Provide food and clothing, please. And here's one from uh, some Muslim dude. Uh, <laughs> um, it says, three different Houston mosques and 100 plus members of at Muslim Youth USA are out and serving Houstonians. Houstonians again. Maybe that's the drinking game word of the week. While Joe Osteen's $50 million megachurch sits closed. And it has that popular Kermit the Frog meme where he's sipping, uh, looks like Lipton tea. 
which I'm actually drinking. I'm drinking Lipton iced tea right now. And no, they do not sponsor the weekend out. Uh, and, and the caption on the Kermit the Frog meme reads, but that's none of my business. And here's one from someone named Mr. Weeks, whoever that is. This guy has a, must have a lot of followers because this got over 8,000 retweets and over 16,000 likes. And uh, the, the English is a bit clumsy here. Why isn't Joel Osteen Mega Church in Houston, Texas is not open to the public in need of shelter, food, and protection? And this is from Jacob Dedamore or Dedamore, I don't know, at Kip's Big Boy. I don't know who any of these people are. At Joel Osteen, dude, open up your church and open up your home. Come on, man. And this last one about opening up your home, it seems to smack a bit of virtue signaling, as the kids like to say. I mean, open your church to the needy if there's not good reason not to, safety concerns, etc. Absolutely. Uh, but your home, uh, I mean, that probably would be the Christian thing to do. But as much as I like to call out these big TV preachers when they're caught not walking the walk, letting a bunch of strangers into your home where you're vulnerable, come on in, everyone, don't gut us in our sleep. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think it's nice when people take disaster victims in need, like in the wake of Katrina, into their homes, as long as they seem like decent people who aren't going to pose a threat to you or your family. But I really wouldn't fault Osteen or anyone else for being hesitant to fling open the doors to their home to strangers. I wonder how many people the guy who tweeted that is taking into his home. Maybe he is housing people. What do I know? On the other hand, Osteen does have quite the big-ass mansion. You could probably run a resort out of there. But Osteen's brother-in-law in an interview with CNN claimed something to the effect that the reason the church didn't accept or invite evacuees right away was due to concerns that the lower level might flood, possibly up to eight feet, as it had supposedly done in the past. Uh, I'll play that clip now. Well, I, the, the damage, there's not, there hasn't been as much damage, but this building, if, if one understands, before we took this building over, uh, this building has had eight feet of water in the bottom floor. So the fact is, is that this building, when it floods, it floods in a in a torrent, and it floods quickly. And it was we 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 installed flood gates, but you know you have to you have to have a lot of faith in those if you're going to put a lot of people into the building. So are you but saying I, there was eight feet of water that it had flooded, or you're saying you were concerned during, that it would flood? It, no, no, no. What I'm saying is during Hurricane Alicia, before we took the building over, mm -hmm. uh, or excuse me, uh, Allison, Allison. Uh, yeah, when Allison uh, hit Houston in, in uh, 2001. Uh, this building flooded, and there was over eight feet of water in the bottom floor of this building. And so, and that's where we have actually the most room to put people. So, it, it, you know, if we were to have gambled and put people into, uh, yeah. into that area, and this building would have flooded, which uh, we have eight, we have, excuse me, 10-foot uh, uh, storm uh, gates, uh, yeah. floodgates that we have we installed when we took over the building and the water has come to within about a foot actually maybe less of spilling over those floodgates so we we had concerns you know from the very okay. beginning uh, as far as 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 the safe for safety of people in this so, building, and, so you, and that was just too great a concern. Yeah, for us so you to, felt it would be a gamble. I mean, your critics, you're well aware of this, right? They're posting videos and pictures, uh, like the ones that I'm going to show here, which suggest the church suffered little damage. Uh, well, you see the cars we, in the parking lot. I mean, did, when you look at it, did you did you wait too long to open your doors to those who need shelter? Well, let, let me start by saying the doors were never closed. 
And in fact, we did have people come to the church uh, on Sunday evening, or maybe it was Monday morning, but it was sometime overnight. We had about 10 people here at the church, and they, they rode out the storm here. A few were maintenance people who were keeping an eye on the flooding, were just maintaining the building. Others were here to receive anyone who came into the, in, into the church needing help. Now, we were not designated and still are not designated as, as a, uh, uh, a, uh, a shelter. Mm-hmm. And so, well, by, by FEMA, and once you're designated as a shelter by uh, the city or county or by FEMA, then you get all the assistance, you know, the beds, this, you know, all, all the things that you need in order to sustain, you know, mm-hmm. people over, over a period of time. And so um, the fact is, is we, the, our doors were never, ever locked. And in fact, we did receive people into, into this uh-huh. building over time. So according to that, like I was saying, they supposedly had safety concerns regarding whether or not the church would become flooded. There does seem to be a bit of a discrepancy or mixed message. On the one hand, the initial tweet, and I think also an Instagram post issued by an associate pastor, I think by the name of John Gray, did claim the church was inaccessible due to flooding and encouraged people to go elsewhere. But then Osteen later said the church was open to those in need all along. Here's a tweet from a freelance reporter, I believe, named Ruth Graham. And this is dated August 28th at 5.51 p.m. And this is in quotes. We are open, he told me. Anyone who comes there will let in. Skeleton staff of 6 to 8 are on site. I've been playing too many role-playing games. I just imagine being greeted by skeletons with swords in waist-deep water. (laughs) No, I shouldn't be joking. This is a very serious situation. Uh, Just my quirky personality. They did say skeleton staff. But to get serious, just because there seems to be a contradiction there, I don't think it necessarily implies malice or deceit. I'm willing to give Joel Osteen the benefit of the doubt that he and his staff did actually have safety concerns. And I almost tripped over the name Osteen there because autocorrect keeps changing it to ostensibly. But uh, imagine stuffing a bunch of people into the bottom of a building knowing it might flood up to eight feet. It would probably give me pause, too. And I guess you might argue, well, why not house people on upper levels of the church? And that might be a good question. I'm not familiar with the architecture or the layout of the building. According to Osteen's brother-in-law there, where they have the most room to house people, is on the lower floor, where there's the biggest um, concern over flooding. But once again, if they did have valid safety concerns, I can see why they might try to encourage people to go elsewhere, at least until other supposedly safer locations had reached maximum capacity. Either way, it looks like as of Tuesday, the church was officially open to storm victims and emergency personnel. You probably never thought I'd be doing an episode where I actually defend Joel Osteen. But I think if you're going to criticize someone, you know, criticize them fairly. Don't just jump to conclusions or play gotcha because you don't approve of how they make their money or their message or whatever. If you really want to criticize Osteen, criticize him for getting obscenely rich off of Jesus, the proverbial camel through the eye of the needle and all that. And this is actually the same type of criticism I have of the Catholic Church with all its gilded grandeur. Full disclosure, even though I'm a non-believer, I was raised Catholic. To play devil's advocate, no pun intended, some might say, well, who cares how wealthy a TV preacher or religious organization gets as long as they're doing good with some of that money, helping the poor and afflicted, etc.? 
And I think that's a reasonable point to a degree. But then I think about how there's incredibly wealthy CEOs out there, people from the secular business world, people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, I think, who are giving away absolutely massive portions of their wealth to charity. And I forget the name of the person. I think Sam Harris may have interviewed him or mentioned him. But there's this wealthy guy who going on the premise that you really only need a certain amount of money annually to be comfortably, uh, to be comfortable and happy, maybe it was somewhere around 50000 a year, I forget the exact amount, that he keeps that amount and gives the rest away. And uh, you probably won't find a lot of televangelists doing that. And uh, who knows, maybe there's something I'm missing here. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, with that being said, I guess I'll call this episode a wrap. You guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes or Stitcher. If you want to help the show out monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekinddoubt or use the PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. There's all that alliteration. Haven't done that for a while. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.